Hello and welcome to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounter of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. Encounter is a co-production of EWTN Radio, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. My name is Patrick Rice, and I'm joined with my brother in Christ, Dan Demite. What's up, Patrick? Dan, I'm really excited. We have not just Patrick, but Father Patrick Ganya from the Archdiocese of Detroit, one of the most cutting-edge evangelists, the most childlike, loving figure uh, in in a collar I've ever seen. And I'm so excited that uh, we get to have him on, that when you hear his voice, you can't help but fall in love with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, before we just jump into that, I want you to lead us in prayer. All right, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Father, we just love you, and we adore you, we thank you for making us your adopted sons and daughters. Father, I just pray that your uh, blessing and your love would fall upon our listeners today, that they would just experience uh, during this next hour, just an outpouring of intimacy with you, an outpouring of affirmation from you, that they would just be filled with your love and your vision for this world. Lord, that they would see the world like you see the world, that they would uh, know their worth and their value uh, as you see them. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful with the fire of the Father's love. And Father, I ask you to pour out simple, childlike faith in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Wow. So, Dan, Dude, how have you been? Oh, so good. Father Patrick is just such a, <laughs> I just, you can't, you can't be in his presence without just being blessed, right? He just carries yeah. the Father's blessing with him, but he also carries, like you said, just that childlike joy and, um, and humility that's just ra- like, it's just inspiring. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, um, boy. Story time. So, yeah. So, Father Patrick was invited to go to like a charismatic conference, you know, in the Protestant world. Yeah. And it was in Cincinnati and he 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 took the invitation and he drove down there. Was this was he, my, was he a priest while he was doing this? Yeah, awesome. he was a priest. He went with his um sister Megan. Yeah. And they drove down there and I know the organizer. Um she's, you know, Christian woman, she's amazing, uh not Catholic and they've never had like a priest at one of their conferences. So he drives down, he's getting in late and they're like all worshiping and they're in like you know, the presence of God. And then all of a sudden, like their uh, father, you know, opens the doors at the back and everyone turns around. <laughs> and then this woman, she like the the Lord spoke to her so clearly in her heart. And, and, and he said to this woman, I want you to know that unless you have uh, love like that man carries love, no matter what you prophesy, no matter how many miracles you do, no matter how many demons you cast out, it means nothing. It's all about God's love. And everyone literally at that moment stopped and was just like having an encounter just by him walking in the room. Wow. So not only, but here's the good news, Dan. You don't have to just go and be around Father Patrick to get that because, Dan, you are that. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and we all carry the presence of God. And that's what I feel like. If anything, when we well, when we hear from Father Patrick, you can you can learn about. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know what's coming to my mind is just like when you see someone and they have a gift or an attribute that you desire, or they're living um, a, a lifestyle that you're hungry for. You can ask the Father to pour that same thing out onto you. You know, like I think sometimes we use personalities as a 
um, hindrance to the spiritual life. Well, like, oh, that's just not my personality. That person's so joyful. But, well, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know, yeah. and love is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. These are all it's things. Like, it's like it's your inheritance. Exactly. We all have access to this. And so, uh, so yeah, if you, if, if like you're being encouraged today during the show from the words of Father Patrick, I just want to encourage our listeners when you, when you hear him or when you see others and are with others and you see an anointing on their life that you hunger for, just ask the Father for it. And, and actually, you can even ask that person to pray over you for that same anointing. Dan, you got to give me a testimony. Have you ever done that? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we, we actually just on Monday, we were up uh, yep. doing yep, the encounter so school. Good. And it was great. You know, we preached uh, for just this idea that we have the anointing to be uh, kings. And Patrick, of course, is crazy. The, the school ends and he says, well, anyone who wants to stay for uh, Dan just to pray over them for an anointing. I put uh, Dan on the spot. <laughs> to receive an authority as kings. Why don't you just come forward? And, and so there's, you know, 250 people there that night and everyone just decides to stay afterwards. And so it's just a really powerful experience of, you know, just praying over people for um, the authority and the power of heaven to fall into their lives. We've received testimonies from that night of people who are like, because of what they received in the spirit, they're actually, they're seeing, um, they're stepping into spiritual authority in their families, and they're seeing divisions cease. They're seeing rebellion with children just like drying up because they're not allowing that into their, into their homes, into the life. It's so beautiful. The other thing I love about um, uh, Father Patrick, just switching it up before we got to go to break in about a minute, is he just, he carries true, unauthentic, childlike faith. That literally, when Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. That the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, Romans Romans 14, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And righteousness is right relationship. And I'm going to suggest that when you put that Romans verse together and Jesus' word about being a child, that right relationship really is childlike faith. So, I, I listeners, I hope that when you're hearing Father Patrick you're like, yes, I want to be more of a child. I want to lean not on my own understanding, but trust God in all my ways. And so I feel like there's going to be breakthrough, Dan, um, for our listeners today. But before we go to break, can you just pray that that breakthrough just stir- gets stirred up now and that people don't leave the show? <laughs> yes. Uh, Father, we just we love you. And I just pray that you would bring an outpouring of childlike faith and that you would bring breakthrough in people's lives. I'm just... Uh, sensing the breakthrough is going to come when we discover just the powerful love that the Father has for us. The breakthrough comes from the Father's affirmation. So, Father, I pray that you would pour out your affirmation on our listeners today, that they would just experience tangibly the presence of your love in their lives, fill their bodies, uh, their minds, and their hearts with your love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We're going to take a break. Do you Roku? Instantly stream Encounter with Dan Demite and Patrick Rice to your TV. All you need is a high-speed internet connection, a TV, and the Roku box. For more, visit EWTN.com slash Roku. What's up, EWTN family? Save the date, Saturday, November 3rd, Jacksonville, Florida. Join me for the EWTN family celebration. I'll be there with all your favorite EWTN personalities and... Amazing people from all around the country. We'll see you there. Don't miss the EWTN Family Celebration coming to Jacksonville, Florida, Saturday, November 3rd. 
Join us at the Prime Osborne Convention Center for this free event. For details, go to EWTN.com slash Family Celebration. Father Benedict Groeschel. No Catholic can support abortion and that Catholics are responsible to take serious action against legalized abortion. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. Hello and welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. And we are joined on on the show with Father Patrick Ganya. Welcome, Father Patrick. You are Hello, awesome. Yeah, and you are a young, inspiring, handsome, charismatic, filled with the Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, devil-stomping priest, and I love you. Thank hey, you for you, being brother, on the show. And, uh, yeah, I'm just... I just want to follow him and keep serving him. And I don't know about the handsome part, but I'll take it. Pretty yeah. <laughs> well, every Patrick is incredibly dashing and is like, you know, knights of the kingdom. You know, we're going to go actually make disciples of nations, right? Amen. Because that's what on, Patrick's Lord. do. They disciple whole nations. I can't wait to know yes. which nation God gives you. Maybe the Cayman Islands. We'll talk about that hey, later. Yes, you, Jesus. Yes. So, Father, can you share with our listeners... Um, what your life was like growing up, what your faith life was like growing up, and how you came to know Jesus. Yeah, I would love to. You know, uh, I know you guys talk about on Encounter Radio uh, that testimony is the glory of God on display, the power of God. And so, Holy Spirit, I ask that wherever this testimony is heard, that you would just touch hearts and minds and inspire people. Lord, uh, our lives were made for your glory. And I ask Jesus that in this opportunity to share over the airways, wherever this would land, that Jesus, that you would speak your word of life and power and love into the hearts that hear it. So, Jesus, I offer you this testimony for your glory. And so, Patrick, I grew up on the east side of Detroit. I was one of them, um, born to Tom and Patty, one of eight children, and um, five boys, three girls. One of my siblings was a stillborn, uh, Robert, you know, St. Robert. I'm sure he's been interceding over the years. And on the east side of Detroit, we, we grew up Catholic, and... Uh, you know, I went to Catholic school for some years as a child, but uh, I, you know, it didn't quite take for me. And when I hit about seventh grade, unfortunately, my father had become unstable. Some some demons, some stuff in his own life that he was dealing with, and uh, he actually got divorced and um, left the left the picture, the scene. And there were my there was my mother with seven kids, a single mother raising seven kids. And uh, we moved over to a, a town on the, the edge of Detroit called Harper Woods. And so there, uh, you know, things got, I'd say they got rough faith-wise. You know, we, we were surviving. We were doing okay. Like, you know, pe- some people helped out, uh, the family, so that seven kids could, you know, eat. And uh, mm-hmm. my mom, she was actually working for the Catholic Church, and she had this boss at the time who, uh, she was part-time, six bucks an hour. And when her, her boss, this wonderful old Irish priest, heard what happened, he made her full time, gave her ten bucks an hour, and gave her benefits for all her children. Wow! So, like the Catholic Church, like yeah, it just totally brought the saving love of Jesus in a, in a material way to our family in a time of Praise great distress. Wow! Yeah, and so then myself going into high school, I just started to drift away from um, God. You know, I, I was I was open to the idea of a God, but didn't really have a relationship with a God. And, uh, and who God was, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that was just fading, fading. And then into my college years uh, at Michigan State University, I was 
uh, really into folk music, and I managed to get a, a scholarship, not because of academics, but more because of financial need. I was a golf caddy growing up, and there was a, a scholarship for, for golf caddies called the Chick Evans Scholarship. And so I had a, a scholarship at Michigan State, and I was playing folk music and uh, really loved that, desired to pursue a career in folk music. So I, I kept going to school because of the scholarship, but really I was into the music. And in my Michigan State years, I, I really dove into the partying scene, and it that tied with the music, like they culture of of that they went together and uh i just slowly descended over those four and a half years in east lansing i slowly descended into a life of addiction and um and the relativism really the idea that you know as long as i don't hurt anybody uh, everything's fair game when it comes to morals and that really led me to a place of like just being spiritually bankrupt and when I moved to Nashville, Tennessee after college, I played in a band for a couple of years down there and was enjoying the music. But besides that, I was descending deeper and deeper into addiction and into agnosticism. I wasn't sure there was a God anymore. So after a couple of years in Nashville, I knew, like, I just knew um, that my life was, was spiraling out of control. And as a act of desperation, really. I thought, I'm going to move back to Michigan and try to start anew. So I went back to Michigan and enrolled at Michigan State again. For I thought I'd come back and take a different angle and studied elementary education. When I moved back to Michigan, I was um, really in the throes of addiction. And it was several months into my second time at Michigan State, I got a DUI and went to jail. And uh, the judge had said, you, you got to go to AA. And I started going to AA and I started wrestling at the age of 25 with the question, like, do I really have an addiction? And, um, and that, that was a, that, that was a real battle of just, you know, I knew my life was messed up, but I just really couldn't quite accept that I had an addiction. And it took about a year for that to happen. And around the age of 26, you know, I just started to really experience a desire to not live anymore. Um, I felt that this addiction, this battle, that I was never going to win it. I felt that I had just, I'd really screwed my life up beyond the point of repair. And, uh, and there was, you know, God, I had really no relationship and I, I was thoroughly unsure. And I can remember actively, actively contemplating suicide mm. and thinking about, you know, if there's a God, this, I, I, you know, the main reason I wouldn't do it was because of my family. But the thought did cross my mind, well, what if there is a God? So finally, one day... Um, Father, I have a question. Were you oh, going yeah. to church at the time? Were you still like living a sacramental life? Oh, no. I, I was thoroughly unsure that God existed, and I did not have a relationship with God, and I hadn't been in a church in at least eight years. I mean, maybe popped in once uh, for a family Christmas Mass, but I really hadn't... Got I wasn't near okay. a church. Okay. And, uh, but the, the really, the shifting moment came. I was sitting on couch in my apartment and um and i know that people you know were praying for me so this i i know that this will resonate with people that hear this that have siblings or children that that might be deep into addiction and far away from god it seems even though he's close to us and so i just i, I remember looking at this green love sofa and just calling out i just with an angry heart i just said god if you're real where are you and um, 
shortly thereafter, I had a dream, and I've never had a dream like this before or since. And in that dream, I was, now in reality, I was sleeping across. Well, this dream was reality breaking into just the reality of the Lord. I was sleeping on this couch across from the green love sofa, and in my dream, sitting on the green love sofa, looking right at me was Jesus. And his face, the, the, the face of the Lord, I can't shake it. I don't want to shake it. Like, I can still see this image of the Lord's face. It's stuck with me ever since. And in his eyes, there was just this steadiness, this love, this gaze. And I didn't, I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel... I just, I just felt that he was there and he loved me. And, you know, his mercy. I woke up. I, didn't, I wasn't scared. The next morning when I woke up, I was right on the couch across in that green love sofa, and the room literally felt different. And this was a place where there was a lot of darkness and sadness and addiction, and the room just, it just felt different. And the Lord, the Lord would later reveal to me that I, was, I answered your question. <laughs> I said, where are you? And he answered, I'm here. And um, that life started to change after that. I still was going through addictions and things like that, like still battling alcoholism and the junk that accompanied it. And a few weeks later, after several more relapses, I went and knelt, as foolish as it sounds, I just went and knelt down next to that green love sofa. I said, this is where he showed me his face. So I just <laughs> yes. knelt down there and I said, okay, if you're there, can you help me? And then this power started to break into my life. I started to have the ability to say no to alcohol. I started to experience like a freedom breaking in and several things started to happen. I had a guy I was working with at the time. I just started going to a prayer group with him and uh, had people pray in there and singing God's praises. And I thought, this feels good. I had a little sister who was going to church. And so in the town where we were living, East Lansing, so I just started to go to church with her. And I, I, at the time, I had no idea about, like, the real presence or what was happening at Mass. If somebody would ask me, what, what did you just experience at Mass? I would just say it made me feel good. And so these, these, these things are happening, and I start reading the Gospels. And I'll never forget the day I was sitting in that apartment, and uh, <laughs> just I felt like it was like a spiritual earthquake, that, holy smokes, he's talking to me, that it became clear that Jesus was speaking through the Gospel, the living Word of God, right to me. So my life starts rapidly changing, like rapidly changing. And uh, I came home from prayer group one night. I'll never forget this. I had no idea about deliverance prayer or anything like that. But I come home from my apartment after prayer group. I walk into my apartment, and I become aware that, like, there's a lot of darkness in here. And so in the name of Jesus, I just started commanding everything not of God to leave this place. Mm -hmm. In the name of anything that was just hanging around. But it was such a stark reality that there is... You know, even though the Lord had broken in, there is some dark stuff here that needs to be driven out in the name of Jesus. I didn't know about spiritual warfare at the time. It was just a, a very real experience of walking, going from the place of light and love and worship of God to a place where, like, hmm, there's something in here that needs some adjustment. Get <laughs> so, out of my house. Yeah. Yes. And so when I, when I was finally ready to really give Jesus my life, like, I knew. I was 27, and I just, like, I, you know, I just knew that... He has to be the center of my life. I had experienced sober intoxication. I had experienced it like this is way better than all the crap I tried. And 
when I finally was ready to give him my life, I'll never forget, as, I was 27, and I just was talking with my mom, and I just said, whatever I do, Jesus has to be the center of my life. And, uh, and at that moment, she said, hey, Patrick, did you ever think about being a priest? And so it's when I, I mean, I can still taste how bad I wanted to follow Jesus. And when I was able to say that out loud to somebody else, Jesus revealed my vocation to the priesthood to me. Wow. And I went, yeah, I went to a discernment weekend a few months later, and uh, I knew, I mean, I met these men, and I knew that it became clear that Jesus, he was calling me. And I remember on the last night, I said, Jesus, I want to do this, but I need you to show me. And I didn't see Jesus in a dream, but I prayed that last night at the seminary. I said, Lord, please just show me in a dream tonight, please. I stayed up praying, begging for a dream, and that night I dreamt. And when I, as soon as I became aware that I was vested as a priest, standing behind a lit altar, the Lord threw a cold bucket of water on me in the spirit, and I woke wide awake, <laughs> sat straight up, looked at the clock, it said for him, and I just started thanking the Lord. And it was a done deal. Like, the next morning when I had a doubt about, was that what you thought it was? I made a deal. I just said, Jesus, I will never doubt this. You gave this, and I'm... So it was a done deal, and so Patrick, the you know the, it's another one of his glory stories of, he just brought me out of this darkness and addiction and into the true reality, the inheritance that he chose for me before the foundation of the world. This is so so and good. Just, I'm so grateful he called me to this, and I love seeing Jesus uh, bring people out of addiction, darkness, and into faith. So well, that's, I, I, that's I love the short too. Version. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. This is perfect because. Um, you know, so often our our faith can get uh, presented as being so abstract and devoid of oh. our lived experience, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, I um, I'm Jesus. If you're real, show up." And then, boom, he's coming to you in dreams yeah. and visions. And then, like, if you're real, can you help free me? And he's the deliverer, right? And so he's getting you yeah. delivered of all this stuff. And then, um, he's actually, um, you know, he said, "Ask, you shall receive," and you start asking, and you start receiving. So. You're like ex- your encounter is the incarnate God that comes in that he really is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, Amen. forever. So one thing Amen. I I, I want to hear from you about yeah. in the time that we have, Father, is is the the supernatural dimension of Jesus Christ yeah. that you know he he didn't just proclaim a gospel about the kingdom and pr- present right. a morality and here's what you need to do. He demonstrated it um with power, with signs, wonders, miracles healing being the most, you know, frequent expression of that. Like, can you share with our listeners how have you come to know the supernatural dimension of our faith and live that out in your priestly ministry? Yeah, I would love to, Patrick. And uh, I'm indebted to Encounter Ministries, Father Thalen and Matthias Thalen and you, uh, for helping me grow greatly. So it is an honor to share on this program and with you. Amen. So after I entered the seminary, you know, I... I uh, just, the Lord, I just, I was in love with Jesus. I knew he saved me from darkness and that life took on joy and hope. And I just wanted to share this love with others, but I hadn't really accessed the spiritual gifts and the supernatural lifestyle that is just part of the divine life that is given to us to, to walk in signs and wonders and to do the works that Jesus does and even greater works than these. And so I progressed through the seminary and it was in, 2000, the spring of 2011, um, that I learned about the gift of baptism in the Holy Spirit, and 
receive that gift. And then with that came the gift of tongues that I'd been studying as well and started to open up more to that and praying over people. I can remember the first time praying over someone and receiving an image that and just saying what it was and it spoke to their heart. It was an image about their grandpa. And so it's starting to see the supernatural open up, starting to receive some words of knowledge. It was a beautiful thing. And so there was this, there was this blooming, a slow blooming of, of being open to praying over people and, and, uh, and seeking a word from the Lord. But I'd say it was, it was something that was always kind of in the, in the, in the car, but never like it was in the, in the suitcase, so to say. It was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's part of my life, but, but just part of my life. And, um, the Lord, it, we know this, that God wants us to be consumed in the Spirit, with life in the Spirit, and um, experience the kingdom of God truly at hand. And so, after I got ordained a priest, there was something I had that learned that was in my pocket, uh, unbound, Neil Lozano, these five keys. I'd studied that in the seminary and really fallen in love with that, and I used it a lot in ministry right out of the gate, and I still do. I was seeing powerful things happen in terms of people breaking free of addiction and seeing the Lord heal in that way. And that was, that was awesome. But still, I'd say, when it came to seeking words of knowledge, praying for healing, um, just being wide open to, the, to the, <laughs> the radical breaking in of the supernatural, again, I, I, I didn't cultivate that disposition very much. And it was in 2016, I started reading Dr. Mary Healy's book on healing, and um, then shortly thereafter, I was uh, somebody told me to look up what Father Matthias Phelan is doing, and I found some talks. I knew him in the seminary, but I didn't know what he was doing these days um, besides studying at the seminary recently. And, You're like, I knew him but, as a carpenter, but yeah, not as exactly. a, a healing oh evangelist, God. right? Yeah, so I looked up Father Thalen, and I found uh, on the Fellowship of St. Paul podcast um, some talks by, by Father Thalen and, and you, and I started listening to these talks, and I said, oh, my gosh. I started hearing about um, impartation, that this, this idea that is, you know, that seeking, when someone carries a particular anointing, asking them to pray for you that you would receive a, an anointing in that area. If you, if you are desiring this, there's a really good chance that God has put that desire in your heart because he wants to give that gift to you to help manifest the kingdom and his love to others so that they can, you know, that God can break in there. And so I uh, met with Father Thalen and, and received some prayer. And before that actually happened, he gave me, we just crossed paths one day, and he, he gave me just a little blessing, but I felt something electric shoot through me. And yes. It was, yeah, it was, it was unmistakable. And um, I had planned the next night to preach about signs and wonders and healings at this event where there was, there was a full church, 800 people, and I just was just really leaning into what the Lord is doing in the new evangelization, it, it, that there is what Cardinal Worrell spoke about and Dr. Mary Healy wrote about, this tsunami of the Spirit, that I just was preaching there's so much available to us and encouraging people to, to view the documentary Fearless, to visit YouTube and watch the video One Thing with Father Matthias and Patrick Rice. It's a simple way to learn how to do healing prayer. Just watch that video. And then, you know, I was advertising Dr. Healy's book and preaching about these things. And that night, um, I started to see healings happen. First time in my life, I started to see healings happen on the spot. So I, I preached about it, and it was, you know, this, it was May 26th of last spring, actually. So I'm almost a year into this 
great increase of anointing for, for healing and for prophecy that is, I've experienced breaking in. I prayed for this. This woman came up who'd been in a car accident. She couldn't really sleep well at night. She had neck issues and back pain and neck pain and migraines with it and stuff. And I just I went to pray for her and put a hand on her neck and asked in Jesus' name, and I didn't experience anything. But she she sent this email to detail what she experienced this I guess this great heat shot through her back up through her neck, and she looked up and and asked, what was that? And I asked her if she could move her neck, and she was totally healed. And yes. she was weeping. Praise you, Jesus. Come on, let's just take a little praise break. Thank you, Jesus, for <laughs> yes, breaking yeah. in and healing bodies because you care and you love praise us. Praise you, Lord. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. And that, that reaction to see, and I know you've seen it a lot, thank you, Jesus, but to see the reaction of people when they receive a healing is just, it's so beautiful, the tears and the, the, the joy, and um, just incredible. And then I, I continued going, you know, the, the following Sunday. Um, after Mass at the cathedral, I just I preached on signs and wonders, invited people, whoever would like healing, to come to the back. And we saw about 12 people receive physical healing that day. And this is just after Mass? Yeah. This is yeah. so good. The, oh, the Lord. And so then, this, this next year, this Ever since then, you know, I, I've just been seeking to grow and to learn and to s- just keep taking risks and stepping out. I, it's a daily, I really feel Romans 8 more than ever in my life about, Patrick, do you want it myself? Do you want to live in the flesh or do you want to live in the spirit? Do you want to be open for business and let the Lord lead you on an adventure today? Like, it's a daily choice that, and to ask Him, Holy Spirit, give me opportunities and a quick, another quick fun one is God's doing more. Is I went to, um, I went to this this Eucharistic adoration event and was going to preach a little homily. And I was sitting in the front row, and the Lord started to. I started to get images of people's shoulders and necks, and the Lord was revealing that He was He was going to do healing. And so I'd seen before in Fearless how you guys would do <laughs> words of knowledge, and and I just. That first response was, Lord, if this is you, please, like, just back this up. But there comes a point where I, I'm learning, like, you just, you have to step on the on the limb and just find out. Yep. <laughs> and, so, and so I just, that night, the Lord, it became a corporal, corporal healing service and just giving words of knowledge, and people were receiving healing that night. And... Um, can you explain to our listeners, yeah. like, what, I mean, word of knowledge is one of the nine yeah. gifts of the Holy Spirit. Can you explain what it is and how it relates to healing? No, oh, I, Patrick, I, I will do my best, and you cover up anywhere that I get, get it wrong. Go please. for it. So, um, with word of knowledge, when the Lord, in the, you know, the Holy Spirit just reveals to your mind, sometimes it, He reveals to your mind something He wants to do. He gives a, a very clear image of a condition somebody has, and, uh, and sometimes it's very specific. What I... I'm working, I want to be open to still is to ask the Lord. That night I didn't ask him. I didn't say, God, what do you want to heal tonight? I, I, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Patrick. Um, I just, it just started coming. And then there's been a couple other times where I'm celebrating Mass, and I know that I'm going to an event that night or the next day, and the Lord starts revealing things he wants to heal. So I start writing down. It's happened during private mass, thankfully. Uh, so I start, I just pause for a second, write things down. But the word of knowledge is the Holy Spirit reveals a condition somebody has that God is going to heal for His glory. 
let this person know they're loved and just unleash that shockwave of, of faith into that family, whoever that person can tell for testimony. And then what, when speaking that word of knowledge, I've heard it described before, I think by either you or Father Thalen, is it's a heat-seeking missile. Yep. <laughs> so you say it, and, it, and that actually that word of knowledge actually carries the power. Yeah, that's that, so that pe- people. Yeah, go. Ahead, that's true. No, yeah. So I mean, generally, a word of knowledge is simply um, supernatural revelation about other people that's mm. pres- presently true in their life. And so, um, the example from the life of Christ is the woman mm. at the well when Jesus um, tells her that she's had five husbands, and he knows that 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 information about her life. Now, mm. in healing ministry, we, we've seen actually the gifts of the Spirit can actually kind of um, overlap on each other and so it's basically god sharing uh conditions that he actually wants to heal and so when we're when we're in these um healing ministry context it's like either Mm. he's telling you like um you're just passively receiving what he wants to do through impressions and and through your own um revelation hearing god's voice but then there's also this active um seeking out that it's it's you're intentionally going after it and i think uh what you're learning is like i've I've passively received them because he's just showing me his heart, but now you're starting to realize that you can actually go after it. And he, he's the Lord. He's the, he's Jehovah Raphael, you know, Rapha who the, I'm the Lord who heals. Right. And so this is just completely in his nature and it's just us coming into alignment with what he wants to do. That's so good. And I know that you actually, so you got really blessed by the fellowship of St. Paul at Sacred Heart Major Seminary, which is just an amazing, it's the seminary of the new evangelization. And they're actively cultivating the the spiritual gifts, the life and the Holy Spirit, the power of God to demonstrate Mm -hmm. the faith. So you got to um, recently, I know, go speak, present and minister there. Can you tell us our listeners about that? Yeah. And I, you know, Patrick, as you share, like, Oh, it's it's clear there's a great charism for teaching that you carry. And uh, the way you just described, word of knowledge, is supernatural revelation that is currently true about somebody's life. This is why I listen to you, brother. So, Heck yeah. And I want to encourage all the listeners, too, that I think what's neat about allowing me to share testimony at this time in my life is I'm just about 11 months in, 10 months into major breakthrough in supernatural ministry. And I just, uh, well, I, yeah, I can definitely consider a major breakthrough. And, uh, I, I still want to see, you know, arms and gr- limbs grow and people get out of wheelchairs. But I just, I think this can be encouraging for people who are who are listening that this is something that maybe you're just on the edge of. Just so, uh, yeah, I just want to encourage people just to start begging the Lord to push you, push you off the dock, and uh, give you the the courage to step out and pray for people. And it's, you know, there's so much happening in the new evangelization of the Lord equipping people for supernatural ministry. So I honestly, you know, feel like I kind of I'm a neophyte in this, and I love it, and I just don't want to stop going. And I, as a neophyte, I want to encourage anybody who's listening, uh, read Healing by Dr. Mary Healy. Check out Fearless by Encounter Ministries and uh, the One Thing video with Father Patrick. No, Father Matthias Stanton Patrick. I am right? not a and priest. I, it's just, it's, I love it. You're Father <laughs> these, Patrick, not me. <laughs> <laughs> these things can, you know, the people, anybody listening out there, these things can really equip you to just, Go to Walmart and find somebody limping and pray for them and just yes. watch God do something, you know? So uh, very uh, a brief testimony about Friday night. Uh, uh, last Friday night, actually, at the Fellowship of St. Paul, I, was, I didn't know this was going to happen. We were going to be talking about 
life in the Spirit, living a life consumed in the Holy Spirit. And I was celebrating Mass that afternoon, a private Mass, before the uh, gathering that night. And as I was celebrating Mass, after the consecration, I just started getting words of knowledge, supernatural revelation that was true about people's lives that night. So I grabbed a post-it note (laughs) and just started writing, just started writing words after words and, and things of various conditions. And one particularly intriguing one, I'm intrigued by all of them, but the Lord revealed that we were going to pray for somebody's eyesight that night. And I pray every day for like activation of the spiritual gifts, and I'm, I'm actively praying for breakthrough, for conditions that I haven't seen healed, that I haven't, you know, I pray for scoliosis and blindness and deafness, things that I, multiple sclerosis, things that I have not seen the Lord heal. I'm asking for breakthrough because I want to approach those situations with a greater confidence in the Lord's ability to heal, and, and seeing that happen can help the confidence. So blindness is something I've been praying for a breakthrough in. And that night, there, at the end of the, the talk, we prayed for just a corporal release of gifts, that the Spirit, somebody gave a, a word of knowledge that God put on their heart earlier, that He would be pouring out gifts this evening. And there was a strong sense of just uh, the power of God's presence in the, in the room. So we were praying for a corporate release of, of spiritual gifts as the Sovereign Lord would have them released upon people, and then began to pray for words. We began to share the words of knowledge. I just started to share everything. I pulled out my little list and shared everything that the Lord had put on my heart. And one by one, people stood up for these conditions. And uh, then there was one word I forgot to give about a hamstring, but every other word except for a back brace. I thought somebody would be wearing a back brace. They weren't. I, but it, there were probably 30-some words of knowledge. Wow, the Lord, 30? That the, yeah, there were yeah. like a ton of uh, that people were standing up, and there were many healings. And then the woman with the eyesight, this was the, for me, just the whole oh, thank you, Jesus, to all of them. <laughs> but at the end of the night, some a woman walks up and she says, thanks a lot. My eyesight was healed. I said, what? Tell me more. <laughs> and she starts to share about she's had... She's able to see straight ahead, but she's had peripheral vision. So she's had peripheral vision loss. And so we asked her, some people were there, and we asked her about it. And so she said it had gotten better, but she still had some blurriness. So what the Lord put on my heart earlier is that we were going to pray over her, this person. And, um, and I sensed that the right eye, the word of knowledge was that the right eye was worse. Like, and that was the last area that she was still having trouble was her right eye. And so we were praying over her, and... Um, we got the joy of watching the Lord heal her fully right before our eyes. Her vision was totally healed. And, Come uh, on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I hit my knees. Praying to Jesus. <laughs> I just got to the knees. Like, did you, have, me, did you ever do some like on-the-spot vision test or something? Pardon? Did you ever do like an on-the-spot vision test? Uh, just asking her, how is it now? But... And what do you mean? <laughs> like, can you read this, or what can't you do that you couldn't do before? How did you How did you find out she was healed? Yeah, there was. Um, I have done that with people before, but uh, with her, she was when we were praying for her. She was working through the blurriness. Was mm-hmm. it blurry anymore? So when it was clear, uh, and she was able, she had a test she was doing where she was leaning over and she would look down, and she could still see the peripheral up in front of her as well. So she herself was like well aware of the areas that were troubled and was looking in certain directions to test. 
if it was clear and she could see peripherally and she could. And so, and when it was, she was healed, she said, she let out this relief and said, I've been praying about this for a long time. <laughs> and so He cares. It was, just, it was awesome. He's brother. so it good. Was, yeah. Praise you God. And praise I just, you God. I just want to keep growing and learning and invite everybody who might hear this into this, that just to seek to learn. Um, let us keep learning and growing in, in the activation of the spiritual gifts. That's so good. Use of them. I, yeah. I believe, Father, that um, it's not like God doesn't want just to set up a few people Amen. doing healing ministry where like Amen. everyone flocks to a Father Matthias or a, right. now a Father Patrick or whoever yeah. it might be. Um, he's given everyone their a mission field. It's called your sphere of influence, your friends, yeah. your family, the people that you interact with that... Yeah. You, myself, Father Matthias, we don't have access to those people, Amen. and it's the heart of Jesus, I believe, to um, to demonstrate the kingdom of God through them. And so, I, mm-hmm. I if if I were to ask you, our listeners, like, do you want to have a healing ministry? Mm. What would you say? And I think my hope, Jesus's hope, is that you'd say, "Yes, I want to have a ministry of Jesus. I want to do the works of Jesus because that's His heart." He said, yeah. "Amen, amen. If you believe in me, you will do the works that I do and yeah. greater works." And what does that include? That includes um, the the ministry yeah. of healing. And this is not something that's just, oh, it's a you know ten percent type of thing. It's like, no, actually, when you read the Gospels, it was a lot more than ten percent. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong, Father. Signs, wonders, and miracles are not the whole Gospel, right. but the Gospel's not whole without them. And if it's our job to bring the whole Gospel, mm-hmm. that includes being able to step out and to, like Jesus said. Amen, amen. Uh, these signs will accompany those who believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's amen. not, you know, these signs will accompany the priest, the bishop, the radio host. It's mm-hmm. those who believe. That's everybody. And so if you're hearing this message for the first mm-hmm. time, um, you have the right and the access. It's your inheritance to do what yeah. he, what he, uh, what he did. And so that's really simple. So we are learning as a church right now, like um, some people have have been um, students of this longer than others, but we're learning right now that this is my inheritance, that Jesus, he opened the door for me to do what he did because of what he did on the cross. He didn't just pay for the forgiveness of every sin. He had paid for every uh, miracle and healing that would ever flow uh, on the cross. And so it's my heart, and I know it's your heart, to to take this thing and to 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 get what Jesus paid for, so um, this is so good. I know how, what, what would you preach? <laughs> oh, the Father, the Father's love is just so lavish that these days in the Catholic Church, in you know, and we know in Christianity in general, like in the Southern Hemisphere, the explosion of healings that have happened with. Um, the Pentecostals in the Southern Hemisphere, it's just, it's amazing. It's like the Father, just anybody who wants to manifest the kingdom to others in in love, signs and wonders and words, the gospel proclaimed in words and signs and the accompanying signs and wonders, it seems that the Father will, will lavishly allow them to do that. And I rejoice, Patrick, as a Catholic priest, seeing in the Catholic faith, there is a, a revival of supernatural faith that this is part of our heritage, that mm-hmm. this is, that the DNA of the Church from the Acts of the Apostles 
is right here for us. And I'm just loving seeing so many Catholics starting to receive (laughs) this message. I want to, I got to confess, when I listened to Father Thalen and you talking, I was, I had heard some stuff before, but I thought I was cut to the heart and convicted that, that this is actually like really should be a normal part of the supernatural life that we're given. And Jesus says in Luke 17, 21, that the kingdom of heaven is among you, that we really, John 14, 23, that if you love me, the Father and I will come to you, we'll make our dwelling within you, that we carry the presence of God and we have his dunamis, his power, and that, that beautiful power of God to, to manifest his love to people. This is so good. The gospel, the name of Jesus to people, and to be able to pray for them in the name of Jesus. It's this, you know, this awakening, I think, that cardinal world, this idea of the tsunami of the Spirit, it is upon us. As a priest of five years in May, I just, when I get, last May, when I get hit and I see more physical healings in four days than I've seen as a priest for four years, like, it just, I, I think that that was the Lord allowing me to really drink of this outpouring that is He's giving to His church. So good. To all those out there, I just invite you just to say as well, like, I want it. Just start asking God for more. I want it. He doesn't ration the gift of the Spirit. Ask Him to activate the gifts of the Spirit. And you ask for gifts you desire. Strive eagerly for the greatest spiritual gifts, says St. Paul. And I and Father, I want to pray for yeah. those. I want to pray for those. And I actually want to pray for healing over the radio. But before we do that, we need to take a break. You're listening to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And we return from this break. We're going to, Father, I want you to just pray that whatever God's doing in your life would be imparted to our listeners. And then uh, we're also going to pray for sick people as the Holy Spirit prompts us. We'll be right back. Catherine Zeltner. There are so many misconceptions when it comes to abortion and assisted suicide. It's really confusing, and I think for a lot of people, they don't know how to talk about these things. EWTN Pro-Life Weekly, we help to change that. We help to really untangle these web of lies. Listeners can expect to become informed and then grow more confident so that they can then discuss and dialogue these issues, and together we can really impact culture in that way. EWTN Pro-Life Weekly, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on EWTN Radio. EWTN, teaching the truth. Well, uh, I don't think we're like the typical college students because we really hang out at our campus ministry and everything. It's amazing about how much more connected you feel. We share really cool articles from uh, actually you guys, uh, EWTN, and like what you were saying about evangelization. So that's really nice. EWTN, live truth, live Catholic. Hello and welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into the lives of extraordinary mission. We have been hearing from Father Patrick Gagnau from the Archdiocese of Detroit about his life-changing encounter into the heart of Christ, into the ministry of Jesus, into the love of the Father for his children, and his desire to bring signs, wonders, and miracles uh, as a normal part of the church again. So, Father, I'm just, I'm so excited. I, w- I felt so bad that we had to uh, cut off <laughs> your amazing preaching uh, about what is available to our listeners, that what is available to every Christian, that this the DNA of our spiritual life that we see in the book of Acts is supposed to be yeah. normative. And we're recovering that right now, and you're a, a mighty part of that. So, 
I promised our listeners that um, that there would be that that, that we would want to. I want you to pray for them, and then also uh, just to we we already talked about words of knowledge like uh, for healing, the conditions that we feel like the Holy Spirit is telling us that He actually wants to heal. And mm. in Psalms, it, it talks about um, there's a, a psalm that talks about the word goes forth. And then healing flows, and so you can actually. The word of God is so powerful that if he's, if we're really hearing accurately from Him, uh, I believe, listeners, that if we speak a, uh, a condition that you have, the Holy Spirit could ride in on those words and actually Amen. bring healing to your body. Um, so, God, we just thank you for that. Um, so, Father Patrick, uh, can you just? Um, I don't know that we just want to. Pr- I just want to pray right now. Uh, for our listeners, that they would actually have, uh, for anyone that's hungry, that they would uh, yeah. have greater anointing in their life, that, that the Holy Spirit would just start doing something right yeah. now. Go for yes. it. Yes. Praise you, Father. Loving Father, thank you so much for the gift of your sons and your daughters, who you call by name. You know, Father, in your providential plans, that the per- people who are hearing this right now, right in the seat or position they're standing or sitting or laying, Father, you planned for them to be in this spot at this moment. It's not coincidence. It's providence. And you prompted your son, Patrick, to have us pray, Father, for an impartation, Father. We ask that, that these words, that, that, that our, our voices, Father, would communicate your grace that through the anointings that you've poured out on us, that these anointings would be mightily poured into the hearts and the minds of the thirsty souls listening that say, yes, yes, I want to hear the voice of the Lord more. So, Father, we ask for an incredible release of the gift of prophecy upon your listeners, that through the gift of baptism they were made a prophet, that they would hear the Lord like never before, In Jesus' name, we declare the release of the gift of prophecy upon you. In the name of Jesus, receive the gift of prophecy. Father, let them have that cherished gift of hearing your voice when they say, Father, what are you doing? When they ask you for insight and wisdom, that they'll receive clear images. Hear your voice in inspired thoughts. Get a strong sense or feel about a situation. We ask, Father, for a mighty release of the gift of prophecy. Father, for anybody desiring to, to enter into the healing ministry, Father, to lay their hands on the sick and see them recover in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Father, we ask that you would release the gift of the spiritual gift of healing, pour an incredible anointing into the hearts and minds and hands of the people listening, God, that they'll speak words that carry healing grace, that they'll lay their hands on the sick and the troubled, and that they will experience the people around them receiving physical spiritual, emotional, psychological healing. Please, Father, equip and empower people today with the spiritual gift of healing in a powerful way. Father, we ask you please to release spiritual gifts across the board upon your people for the mission of making disciples of nations, Father. Come, Holy Spirit, just fill their hearts and their minds, and to the people listening, just receive what God is doing. Come, Holy Spirit, and impart great gifts. Jesus' name. We're going to pray for um, the sick. The Lord's given me a few conditions here. So if this is you, just receive. You can put your hands on yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to flow. So the Lord showed me um, someone with um, stroke symptoms that uh, Mm. someone had a stroke. It was in like the right side of your temple. 
um, and that you're still dealing with symptoms. I believe God is healing you right now. So speak to your your uh, all your capillaries, all, all all of your your neural networks right now. Be healed in Jesus's name. Mm. Lord also showed me someone with that had um, either has or had has been through esophagus cancer that's let, left your esophagus damaged. We speak to your esophagus and we release healing right now in Jesus's name. Uh, nerve damage in the right arm be healed right now in Jesus's name. And there's someone that has um, messed up tendons in their left arm and the tendons are mm. a- enabling you to to make fists and grasp and there's a lot of weakness. I speak to your tendons in your left arm be healed right now in Jesus's name. We speak to everyone that is dealing with alcoholism or has friends or family members that are dealing with alcoholism because of the power of the testimony of Jesus mm-hmm. healing Father Patrick of his alcoholism. Mm-hmm. We break off spirits of addiction and we release the Holy Spirit to come comfort and bring into freedom the sons and daughters of God in Jesus name. Praise you, Lord. And, and I see um, just a sense of the Lord with it's a right elbow, a right elbow injury and having trouble moving it all the way out. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing to your right elbow. In the name of Jesus, I command all the pain to leave your right elbow. If that's you, just start moving your elbow. In the name of Jesus, I command all the pain to leave your right elbow. And any, any chips or any little fractures in your elbow bone, in Jesus' name, I command the bone to be healed. Praise you, Jesus. And I see also uh, uh, above somebody on the back of your head, above the hairline, kind of like between your two ears, but lower down, just like this chronic pain at the base of your skull. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Whatever that pain is, the top of your spine, the base of your skull, the back of the head. In the name of Jesus, just move your head around a little bit. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing to this thing. In Jesus' name, be healed. And also, the right hand, like a hairline fracture along the fifth metatarsal, was shooting pain down into the pinky. In the name of Jesus, bone be healed. Just move that around and then take off your brace if you have a brace on and just start to roll your wrist. In the name of Jesus, bone be healed. Fifth metatarsal, all the pain down the right side of the hand. In the name of Jesus, be completely healed for God's glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on Encounter. Uh, Father, before we go, can you give our our listeners just a quick blessing? Loving Father, thank you for these wonderful listeners. May they experience signs and wonders like never before in their life. And please, Father, continue to bless Encounter Ministries as well and St. Gabriel Radio. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on Encounter. Encounter is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. To learn more about us or our show, you can go to EncounterRadio.org. That's EncounterRadio.org. If you experience any healing from any of those conditions, we invite you to go on EncounterRadio.org and submit your testimony to us. Uh, You can also uh, find this show and other podcasts And we thank you so much, and we pray that God gives you the grace to respond to every divine encounter you receive today. Amen. Amen.